0: So do you think rates are going up or down in insurance? I often get questions like, hey, how come my client's rate hasn't gone down? I mean, they haven't had a claim in three or five or 500 years, whatever the number is. Well, it seems like the trend is that rates are generally going up. And I don't just mean for auto insurance, it also applies to homeowners insurance, general liability insurance, property insurance, especially if you're in one of those states that has a troubled property market. So knowing this, knowing that it's likely that rates for most property and casualty lines are going to be increasing and not decreasing in spite of what people may be expecting. What can you do to prepare your clients for the inevitable notice that their rates are changing? Well, that's what I want to talk about all through this episode. So, if you're as excited as I am, you're going to need to sit down. Once again, buckle up because it is time for another episode of Planet of the Agents. Here we go. Hello everybody, it is your host here, Dave Baker with Planet of the Agents. Now, as always, a quick reminder that you should make sure to click that little like button and the little bell so you'll be notified every time I put out a new episode. Whether you're watching here on the YouTube show or if you are listening to the podcast, you probably got a little heart, a little thumbs up, a little subscribe button, a little automatic download button, click the one that you have on your screen so you'll be notified every time. Now, of course, if you want to find the YouTube channel for the first time and you're coming from the podcast, just head over to planetoftheagents.com. And there, of course, after you subscribe to the newsletter, you will be able to view the link to the YouTube show. Okay. Now, enough of the formalities. Okay, there's one more thing. If you do want to reach out to me, you do want to contact me. If you're watching on YouTube, drop a comment below. Of course, go to planetoftheagents.com and click the contact button, right? Then you'll be able to reach out to me. I love to get your comments, your stories, your questions. Seriously, some of these stories I've heard are incredible and uh, it's very interesting. And I I love it because it gives me more ideas for things I can talk about during the show. All right. So what are we going to talk about today? We are going to talk about the inevitable notice of a rate increase. Now, Depending on the state where you're located, or rather where your client is located, because you might sell insurance in different states, they might have to receive a letter that says something like, per state law, we are notifying you that, for example, your premium is going to increase more than 25%. So what do you think is going to happen when a client gets that letter? Well, they might call you, email you, text you, scream at you, blame you. I don't think they're going to thank you. So we'll have to go with that other little uh, list of potential uh, outcomes. But sometimes they don't get such letters. Sometimes they just have rate increases. Sometimes they will have just a renewal notice and perhaps an automatic bill where the rate just goes right up. Recently, I was talking to someone who told me a story about how his direct writer had increased his premium to $920 a month give or take a few dollars. It's somewhere in that range. This was for his auto insurance. He's one person with one vehicle, and he said he had driving activity and accidents and such, but to him, that increase was so incredible that he told me that he might not be able to afford to keep his car anymore, and he didn't know what he was going to do at all. I, how, how was he going to live beyond his neighborhood? Uh, fortunately, he was able to find something from a different carrier but more importantly from an agent right so that was great he went to an independent agent and what happened that person shopped it around and helped find something that met what he was looking for so that's a really positive story okay but what can you do so well you have a few options right first of all you could do nothing sometimes you have to ask yourself that question what if i did nothing what would happen What if I just didn't do anything at all? Because doing nothing is also doing something, right? So you could just let them get the letters in the mail. You could perhaps just wait to see if they ever call you. There's a chance someone might never call you. They might never reach out to you. They might continue to pay for their policy. Perhaps it was an expectation. Perhaps they're happy with what they have. Perhaps the rate increase was not significant. Perhaps they're one of the fortunate people who actually saw a rate decrease. Because, of course, there are rate decreases as well. The reasonable disclaimer I want to throw out there, not all rates go up all the time. Some rates are stable, in, whether it's in personal lines or in commercial lines. In commercial lines, I've been noticing certain classifications, certain like contractors going up in premium. But then at the same time, I see a lot of other classes quite stable. Sometimes someone's rate increase doesn't even touch the minimum premium. Great. That means it might not affect their premium. This is good news. But what else could you do? Well, what about a preemptive strike? What about a proactive move on your part, right? Think about this. Okay. In personal lines or carriers where you have direct access to their systems, right, meaning probably not surplus lines, probably not something where you're awaiting a quote or something that's like brokerage business where you're awaiting a response from an underwriter or an update from them. Perhaps your carriers would let you run a report of forthcoming rate increases. I have seen this before. I know that carriers, some of them do offer this. You can get some sort of report or some sign, some kind of output or some kind of list of the upcoming rate increases. So what you could do then is you could evaluate them. You could do something like look at the estimated percentage increase and say, well, If someone's rate changes by more than 10% or a certain dollar amount, because 10% could be a lot, you could reshop them. You could send them a letter knowing that you have the option to reshop them, ask if they would like that, or if they'd prefer to stay with a certain carrier for their brand name or their coverages. Perhaps you could let them know that you have other carriers, you have other options, but they might not offer the same coverages. They might not offer what that person needs. So you could make this preemptive move. You could send an email, you could send a letter, you could pick up the phone, and you could reach out to them and let them know you saw an upcoming rate increase and you wanted them to know that you are there for them. That's what you're doing as their agent, right? Now, does that mean you want to reshop every policy that has a change or increase? Not necessarily. That's a lot of work remarketing all those policies. One thing you could also do, is you could reshop them first. So what I mentioned before was first you could offer to reshop somebody. Now, depending on the software that you have or the type of business that you're quoting, you might be able to simply get a quick requote, right? Maybe it's uh, an ice cream store, and you could just get a quote from two companies additionally really quickly. Maybe you like to quote twenty companies. So there's a couple different options. One, here you could requote them and say, well we, we already shopped your insurance. We want to let you know that we're taking care of you and that we have done what we can and we haven't been able to find anything better. Or we have found something better, but the coverage might be different. And by better I mean better in price, meaning a lower price. So we shouldn't actually say that it's better because the coverage might not be better. So and of course I want to give this disclaimer. I we have to say things like this. Better has different meaning to different people. Some people are price-focused. Some people are coverage-focused, right? And in all of these examples I'm giving, when I'm telling you things you could potentially write to someone, that's all it is. You could write these things, but you should craft a nice letter that you could use as a template that you could send to different customers. Okay. So what you can do, uh, like I said, is you could... You could reshop it and then reach out to the customer proactively. You could send them a letter, or text, email, whatever you want to do, telling them that you have the option to do that. And as their agent, you could do that. Once again, showing the value of having an agent rather than going with a direct writer that only offers one company. Would it hurt to mention that? Maybe not. Maybe you could mention that. Okay. Now, you could also do nothing. We've talked about that. You could also just wait for them to contact you. Now, in some cases, I have found that some people think that their agent does not have another option for them. So that can be a problem. So what could go wrong in this situation? If your customer does not think you have any other options, even though you might have 50 markets, well, they might get that letter directly from a carrier, they might see their new rate, They might get a notification of a new payment plan that they were not expecting, and then what would they do? They might just start calling around. They could use this new thing called the internet. I know a lot of agents out there aren't familiar with the internet, but the internet is a place where people go and get quotes instantly while you take your sweet time getting back to them. I say that partially jokingly and partially seriously because, well, here's the thing. Sometimes... Agents just take their sweet time getting back to somebody. Sometimes it just is a lot more work for you and you're bombarded and direct writers and the internet have huge staff or automation that you don't have. I get it. But when you have an opportunity for the the rapid quote and you can deliver a response to people, it's great to deliver a response. For me, I think something that's important is letting people know that you're there for them, that you care about them, that you're thinking about your clients, that there is a value to having an agent like you, right? And one of the values is that you can shop tons of carriers as needed. Sometimes people will say something like, what if I go with one of those, those bad companies? And I think what they're trying to say is like a non-standard company. But you might need to explain to them that, for example, in this situation, they're with a preferred company, right? They're with a highly rated preferred company that you would buy your own auto insurance from or your own general liability from. And they want to find some sort of non-standard company. You might want to explain to them that the non-standard company, in fact, does not have better rates than the preferred companies in many cases, and that the coverage is more restrictive. That is something that I think people should talk about more and more. What you see on the declarations page is not the full policy contract. And I think that that is, again the value of an agent. And, you know, it's important to be well-educated on all of the products that you sell. I understand you don't have to know every word. We don't have photographic memories. But if you make sure you've read the policy forms, you're familiar with them, perhaps create a cheat sheet showing the value of something. For example, I've seen, you know, policies that have, in auto insurance, different coverage for stereo equipment, permissive user coverage. There's all kinds of different things. And in commercial... Whoa. There is a lot. There's a difference between a BOP, a business owner's policy, and a commercial package where you combine general liability, property coverage, and perhaps other forms as well, such as like Inland Marine or professional liability or whatnot. There are all kinds of endorsements and different things that are available. The world would be so easy if we all just sold little like or big policies that, that are just easily quoted online, have as much coverage as possible at the most competitive price. But unfortunately, that's not exactly how it works. So I know there are also some markets, particularly those of you dealing with property on the West Coast right now in California. I just constantly hear about it and the struggles, and I feel for you. On the other side, you have the East Coast, the Gulf area, the Atlantic seaboard. I hear about wind. I hear about hurricanes. I hear about exclusions, people pulling out of the market. I hear you. And you know what? For those of you who are not on the coast, don't forget places like Oklahoma, places that are referred to as Tornado Alley, they have issues too. If you're in the south, like, you know, again, Louisiana along the Gulf, they have issues. It's it's tough, and I don't feel like in the near term it's going to be getting any easier. I mean— Let's be realistic. Insurance companies are in business to make money, right? That seems like it would be a logical goal. I mean, Milton Friedman has mentioned this before. If you're not familiar with Milton Friedman, you should look that up about economics and what he said was the number one goal or the primary goal of a business. At the same time, insurance companies, I feel, want to help people. Uh, Insurance agents, I feel like you really want to help people. I feel great when I see someone... And I know that I've helped them. It's enjoyable. That's the rewarding part of the industry. Making money is cool. It's great. lets you get nifty things. But uh, the helping people part feels really good, too. And I think that is just invaluable. Okay. So I want to hear more about uh, what you think about the situation in the market and what you're going to do to help your clients so that you can retain them, right? Because it's easier To retain a customer, generally speaking, than to get a new customer. So, what are you going to do? Well, of course, you're going to drop a comment below if you're watching on YouTube. If you're a podcast fan, well, then reach out to me. Send me an email by going to planetoftheagents.com and contacting me. I cannot wait to see what you have to say. And let me know if you want me to talk about something else during the show. Now, before I let you go, you know what you have to do. You've got to make sure you're subscribed and you've got your notifications checked. Okay, everybody. I cannot wait to see you in the next episode. I cannot wait to hear from you. So get out there, keep selling, keep growing, and keep retaining those customers. All right, everyone, take care.